Hi, this is Rocket Recovery. And this is Will. And this is Angie Meadows. And we are on Lesson 21 in our Relationship Addiction book. It's called Sexual Sobriety. So tell us what the principle is. Casual sex clouds your judgment and attracts toxic relationships. Ouch. The fear of the Lord is the key to recovery. Agreeance with the Word of God is my job. Rationalizing and excusing is dangerous. If God's Word is true, then it is not debatable. If I am hypersexualized, I have emotional wounds and lots of trust issues. Likely, I trust to connect. Oh, likely, I struggle to connect. Yeah. And the physical act of sex makes me feel connected. But if I don't move from sexual intimacy into emotional in- intimacy, I will not likely grow and mature in any relationship. A mature person will start with emotional intimacy first and allow a trust bond to form and then move to physical intimacy. So if we move too fast, if we move backwards, if we get the physical connection before we get the emotional, spiritual connection, it's it's going to take longer to develop the strength in this relationship, and it may not develop at all. So if you meet somebody you really care about and you really want to maybe have a future for them, postpone that physical intimacy until that emotional, spiritual connection uh, develops and until you have a, a strong trust bond with them. I cannot make my own rules regarding sex just because I live in a sex-saturated culture. Mm, can I get away with it? Maybe. Will I get hurt? Probably. <laughs> Will I hurt someone else? Definitely. Oh, man. So what if I just wrangled my flesh and practiced purity? Well, this thing is bigger than me. There is nothing in me that wants chastity. What if I just ask God for the grace to be virtuous? What if I ran like Joseph, the Hebrew slave, who chose prison over advancements of his wife's, his master's wife? What would it look like for me to make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof? I don't think you will ever be sorry that you chose the high ground. If, if the relationship is supposed to be, then it will be in six to 12 months. Yeah, it'll still be there. I mean, you're still going to start developing it. You're going to back up. You're going to develop an emotional intimacy, and it's that spiritual connection. And you'll be like, okay, this person's really uh, uh, a, good, a good partner candidate. Yeah, I think we could move forward here. Know that if you are driven like a dog and cannot stop yourself, it isn't real. It won't last. It's just another... Addiction. Oh, sex, the chase, the game. This will just feed the addictive patterns in your brain. Casual sex without true commitment usually ends in disaster. Premarital sex may connect you emotionally to a partner that you never wanted in the first place and that isn't a good companion. Early sex in a relationship clouds all your judgment. Mm, noxious rationalizations. <laughs> Lust is a beguiling serpent. It slithers, it lies, it twists your thinking. Number one. Did God really say? Number two. Are we under grace now? <laughs> Number three. As long as no one gets hurt. Number four. We are adults. We can choose. Oh, yeah. I, have you heard those before? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Especially in recovery. So the exercise here is... Here is to pray for a pure heart. So the biblical instructions. So flee youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that are called on the Lord out of a pure heart. Second Timothy 2.22. So let's look at that charity. Charity is love. So I want to, I want to make sure that when... Uh, 
that my passions and my lust are not greater than my righteousness, my faith, my, my love, and my peace. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexual, immoral, nor ad- adulterers, mm-hmm. nor adulteresses. You're right. It will inherit. The kingdom of God. First Corinthians <laughs> 6, 9. So what he's talking about is you're not going to be able to hold the kingdom and, and that's here and now. And in, I think it's Romans 14, it says, and the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace. So two of those are felt realities, joy and peace. So if I'm in a relationship that's a casual relationship and I'm losing all my joy and all my peace, I have just lost the kingdom of God for this relationship, and is that something I want to continue, or do I want to back up? For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Romans eight thirteen. So I find that when I drop into the flesh, whether it's an emotion, whether it's a thought, I've just lost my peace. I've just lost the life that's living in me to be abundant. You can make a choice, but you can't control the damage that will happen afterwards. Oh, boy. So we're going to navigate purity. In today's sex-crazed culture, it is very difficult to navigate purity to the standard of the generations in the past. It is a real blessing if you can say, like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 7, 8. Now to the unmarried and the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried, as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. Hmm. Paul the Apostle says there is trouble in relationships, so consider having less relationships to have less trouble. That's my advice. (laughs) I would like to make marriage the standard for sexual intimacy. But since relationships start so quickly, you really have no clue who you you would be marrying if I made that the standard for today's 30, 40-year-olds. So for those who have been raised in church all their lives and desire to keep their virginity until marriage, you are taking the high road and you will surely be blessed. But for those of you who were molested as young children or started having sex as preteens, let me raise the bar from one-night stands, casual sex, fairy tale mentality of instant romance, and develop a healthy respect of yourself a year or more without a relationship to give yourself some time to heal. Holiness, purity, sexual sobriety is a gift from God. No one can find it without humility and grace. Hmm. So this is a gift, repentance. When I repent in the flesh, I beat myself up, condemn myself, do penance, penance, and have no power to stop sinning. None. The shame makes me hide from the Lord. Yep, and then I don't want to pray. I don't want to go to the Word. I don't want to speak it over my life. I'm, 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 yeah. The feeling of low self-esteem can trigger old abandonment wounds, separation anxiety, and chronic grieving. This can trigger chronic grieving and release an avalanche of lifetime losses that need grieving, grieved and released. Yeah, so if, if you're constantly getting in relationships too quickly, and then they end in disaster uh, because you get imbalanced and this triggers an abandonment wound and you go into that grieving and it gets extremely intense. And this is only a relationship that maybe lasted for a month. Um, there's a lot of past grief work you haven't done that's come up. Anything that's really loud, really exaggerated that wants, that makes you want to relapse or hurt yourself 
is trauma from the past that has not been dealt with that's got to go back and be healed. Once I recognize the trauma wounds of separation anxiety and the chronic grieving, I can put it on put it out of my subconscious and feel it until I find peace, a piece of gratitude and see things differently. So take the grief of loss and disappointment and turn it upside down and see it in a hundred ways, good and bad. What did you learn? How did you grow? How can you help others? Gratitude for my life experiences can bring me to acceptance. Acceptance is a place of peace. Now, learn to release intense passion when it comes. If it belongs to you, it will return. If not, let it move on and reclaim yourself. Hmm. Develop a sexual sobriety plan that will work for you. So I have 10 points on a sexual sobriety plan. Number one, you must want to be sexually sober. Huh. How about that? Number two. (laughs) You must pray and decide what is acceptable and what is toxic in your life. Hmm. Number three. Repeat and ask God for help. Set boundaries. Yeah, repent. Repent and ask God for help. Number four. Repent repeatedly and ask for deliverance until you find the strength to say no. So I'm thinking sometimes if it's something that a pattern that I can't break, if it's a lustful thought pattern, if it's... uh, um, a casual sex, if, if I'm ending up with people with places and things I, I didn't intend to be, I need deliverance. I've got some stuff going on here that's very deep that needs healed. Number five. Practice saying no to yourself in other areas, money, food, chocolate, sleep, TV, games, etc. Set up disciplines in your life for number six. And number seven. Make Christ your first love. Hmm. Now, this is sounds impossible when you're stuck in a sexual addiction. It sounds impossible. But the minute you do it, the minute you press through, the minute you just persevere, you'll break through that wall and it'll be the easiest, most fulfilling, loving thing that you could ever do for yourself. It's, It's so easy to find your first love in Christ and maintain it once you get it. Once it's, so like at first it's like eating dry brand cereal (laughs) just chewing it with can't even get it down when you're reading the word and then later when you just keep pressing into his word and you just keep crying out for his love and asking him to become your first love now it becomes like something that you so look forward to you can't wait to get up in the morning to see what god's going to say to you that day it's just like your best friend is always with you and you're always talking to him so this is how you're making christ your first love and now you're not going to need that other stuff so number eight Build a relationship with God and wait on His timing. Mm -hmm. Talk to Him about this. Number nine. Get an accountability partner. Yes, number ten. Remember, no imaginary fantasy. Turn Turn on your conscience, yes. And and correct your limerent fairy tale thinking. So if you don't correct your... that limerent thinking means that passive thinking that always goes to that fantasy about the person that maybe you're fixated on or maybe you broke up with or maybe has rejected you and you've still got all these things, thinking and thoughts about them. Uh, they're not real. Um, so you need to correct that. You need to re- recognize that you're doing that and when it comes you need to replace it with a different thought like, you know, just a basic let go. Let go and allow yourself to heal. Something simple that you're saying to yourself, find your peace. Um, Practice uh, patience. Practice kindness so that you're 
taking your thoughts and moving them another way. So if you are looking for an accountability partner, there are love and sex addiction um, small groups around. You can Google them on your internet, on your Google, and find out where they're at in your area. You can get one that's online that's maybe even across the country where you can get really real because nobody knows you. (laughs) And that's going to help you find how other people have healed from these um, sexual addictions. For a sound... For sound advice is a beacon. Good teaching is a light. Moral discipline is a life path. They'll protect you from promiscuous woman. Promiscuous. Promiscuous woman. From the seductive talk of some... Temptress. Temptress. Don't lustfully fantasize on her beauty, nor be taken in her bedroom. Bedroom eyes. Hmm. You can buy an hour with a prostitute for a loaf of bread, but a promiscuous woman may well eat you alive. (laughs) Can you build a fire in your lap and not burn your pants? Can you walk barefoot on hot coals and not get blisters? It's the same when you have sex with your neighbor's wife. Touch her and you will pay for it. No excuses. Hunger is no excuse for a thief to steal. Adultery is a brainless act. Soul-destroying, self-destructive. Proverbs 6, 24-32. And that's the message translation. And when you read it like that, that's pretty plain, isn't it? <laughs> that's pretty plain. Yeah. No amount of shame, guilt, or self-condemnation can change the past. Only the blood of Jesus can sanctify and redeem what I have lost. Huh. So no amount of no amount of uh, beating myself up, uh, condemning myself, hiding myself, uh, fighting to get whatever it is I think. None of that. No, only the blood of Jesus. So casual sex clouds your judgment and attracts toxic relationships. So let's get one day sober. Rehearse your goals. Protect your future. Start thinking of yourself as a cherished and precious. Hmm. Protect your sanity by thinking healthy thoughts. Learn to become safe for yourself. Forgive, heal, and bless others. Make it your life goal to not hurt or use anyone. When you heal, you won't be so love-starved and impulsive, and you will be free to make better decisions for yourself and your family. Now work a sexual sobriety plan and walk in and out along with your recovery from substance use disorder and all its associated traumas. traumas. Yeah, so let's go back through those 10 steps again. You want you must want to be sexually sober. You must pray and decide what is acceptable and what is toxic in your life. You must repent and ask God for help and set up boundaries in your life. Repent repeatedly and ask for deliverance until you can find the strength to say no. Um, there's this one verse that says, just don't even look. <laughs> don't look. Make no provision for it. Just, just go the other way. If you know you're tempted over there, don't go over there. So practice saying no to yourself in other areas, money, food, chocolate, sleep, TV, games. Set up disciplines in your life and other areas. Make Christ your first love. Build a relationship with God and wait on His timing. Get accountability partners. Maybe go to a group meetings. Remember, no imaginary fantasy. Turn your conscience and correct your limerent fairy tale thinking. So we want to pray us out of here. Help me, Lord. Help me not to stumble. Help me to see a token of my identity and calling so I can raise the bar higher. Teach me to fellowship with you and feel like I have a loving Father to protect me. Let my heart burn with love for you and others. 
Now may you take everything meant for evil and turn it into good. Give me a spiritual awakening this day that I may believe. Amen. <laughs> amen and amen. And I, I work with recovering prostitutes. And there are a couple that I have worked with for several years. And one of them said to me something really interesting. She said that she felt like that God was going to make her heart pure like a virgin again. And that she was waiting on Him to bring to bring the right person in her life or she was going to stay single. And I just thought that that was so mature of her because she's really never had that kind of stability throughout her life. So this was Angie Meadows. I hope this lesson was helpful. You can listen to it again on our Rocker Recovery Podcast if you like. And we will see you next time. Say goodbye, Will. Bye. (laughs) Bye.